1: This is the Hagman and Hagman Report. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, just want to say hello to all of our viewers and listeners all across the world. Actually, we've got, uh, numerous, numerous viewers tuning in right now from Europe, from the UK, from Ireland. Hello from, uh, hello from uh, the United States, Canada, of course, all across the United States as well. I'll tell you something, folks. We are entering into some very difficult times or we've been in some difficult times, but certainly entering into some more rocky times, certainly. Um we are uh tonight's program we're we'll talking to Anthony Patch, Anthony Patch dot com. You know him you know him, he's he's a prolific author, prolific researcher, all about CERN. That's C-E-R-N. If you don't know what that is, you're in for a real education tonight. And those who do, a really fantastic update, folks. We broadcast live weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's the place to be for all things programming. And, of course, we simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, BTR, and, of course, on our official YouTube channel. Definitely, folks, subscribe to our YouTube channel there you can uh get us painlessly effortlessly and uh also go ahead and uh like us on on facebook and social networking. follow us there joe was on um with dave hodges last night for an hour talking with dave hodges and i had a long conversation with dave this morning not about joe's performance of course but about the uh well just about the the events that are taking place and i had uh um, I had a lot of things. We did a lot of things this weekend. Just a ton of things. As Milwaukee melted down, National Guard troops were called out. Folks, you know, you know, isn't it interesting that we have what people perceive to be a black president in the White House? Now, that's the perception. Of course, he's Arab. He's of Arab descent, the majority. And of course, the progressive slash democratic socialist policies have been in place now for eight years, even longer. How are they working out? The income equality. How's that working out? The uh, being blamed for the strife in northern Milwaukee. I've got both family and friends up there, as well as sources who. We're giving me updates throughout uh, the weekend. It's worse than it's worse than it's being reported. If you can believe that, um, the blacks have uh the, the black population of North Milwaukee have actually uh, attacked numerous numerous white people. Now it, this is a racial thing, and folks, I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow on Alex Jones. I'll be on Infowars from one to two to. Er, at one o'clock eastern time tomorrow I shouldn't say one to two I don't know it could be one to one fifteen I don't know um, I, I haven't talked to Alex at all uh, about it so uh about the length Uh so one o'clock tomorrow on Infowars but more equally important I should say we're going to be talking about this tomorrow night before Stan Joe and I are because we do have some information that um, involves or is, is related to the the uh, the civil war that that is upon us in this country, and, and and people might say, well, you know, gee, don't make it sound like things are really that bad. No, because I could still go to Starbucks, and well, sure you can. I'd advise you, you know, I mean, depending on which city you might live, you you, you might want to go with uh, your concealed weapons uh, permit with your weapon. It is going to get worse, it's my understanding. At least that's what my sources are telling me. And that will lead into an October surprise, perhaps. So, but uh, tonight it's all about CERN. And you might ask yourself, and Joe, you look, CERN has a certain relevance, more than a certain relevance, it has a relevance in, in current events, in events that are taking place. Yes, it does. All right. <clears throat> and Anthony Patch is, is perhaps the foremost expert on CERN. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we got. Yeah, we were just looking here that the bat phone just had tweaked, and we had to take. But anyway, yeah. He. he so he. I mean, he. Tonight, it's about CERN but don't think it's not about current events because it is. That's right. And, folks, Anthony Patch is a researcher,
2: an author, and a speaker. You can go to his website, anthonypatch.com, bookmark his site, and uh, you can follow along the program and check out uh, under Urgent Discoveries and Urgent Discoveries 2. There is some of the subject matter as well as on the front page. He's got some of the latest interviews that he has done, um I went through those and, and watched those today. Yep. And he's got a book coming out at the end of this month, early next month, Revi- uh Revising Reality that is being co authored with Anthony Patch, Josh Peck, Gonzo Shimera, and Doug Woodward, all uh people who we've met and have been on the Hagman and Hagman report. Really looking forward yeah, I'm to sure. the I'm book. not sure
1: if Gonzo's on, but uh has Gonzo been on? I think so. I think
2: once, after we met we met all yeah. of them in Columbus, in Columbus. Uh, okay. a few
1: years back. And if not guns, uh if you happen to hear this on archive, I'll bring you on. But um, anyway. But hey. for the whole show tonight, yeah.
2: we are joined uh, by Anthony Patch, and we're going to get into CERN. And we have a lot of new listeners and, and um, some people who are new to the subject matter, so we're going to go over some of the basics, and then we're going to get into some, some interesting stuff that people haven't yet heard, uh, not on this show, from Mr. Anthony Patch, uh, not his first time here either. Mr. Patch, welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report.
0: Well, thank you, Joe, and thank you, Doug, for having me back. It's been too long, but that's okay. we has been a lot happening, both of our worlds, and uh, the information's coming at us like a fire hose. So we've got a mm. lot to cover tonight, and uh, CERN will be the starting point, and then we're going to go deeper.
1: Good. You, you know, you were. it seemed like you were in exile. Um, for a while but uh when i say exile it, it, it's interesting how you kind of uh you just kind of go deep undercover and then uh Rise back, and and we're we're certainly glad you're back. And many people since your last appearance, many people have said, "Get him back on mm-hmm. now, now, now! You've got
2: to get him back on." <laughs> and the show you did with us actually on uh, we're broadcasting live on YouTube on Global Star Radio Network <clears throat> as well as Blog Talk Radio, and that show was number one all over
1: Blog Talk Radio for a few months. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. So so you're you're a rock star, in the um, CERN. Realm, well, you're just a rock star. Uh, but, 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 for, for new listeners, um, if you want to just kind of, kind of just introduce yourself in such a manner that it would make sense to new listeners and also just kind of tweak, um, for, again, new listeners who may not be 100% sure, certain what, uh, what CERN is, what it's all about, um, if you just want to address that, at whatever your comfort level is, And then we'll get into the meat of the program.
0: Sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've spent at least 30 years studying uh, the development that we now call the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. But CERN started in 1954, and it's always been of interest to me. And about 30 years ago, I really started to focus on it. And then when in 2008, they fired up the collider for the first time. Um, I really kicked my research into high gear and went down a lot of rabbit holes of research, got into quantum computers, looked at DNA research along with the particle accelerators, and this has really been a culmination of looking at multiple disciplines in science, but really in a nutshell, what I try to do specific to physics is to take the arcane language that the priesthood of scientists and engineers operate with, take that arcane language of science and translate it for the everyday person, and put it in some context that answers the question, what's in it for me? What does it mean to me on a daily basis? What's this going to do to my future? And those are some of the things we're going to address tonight. Um, Would you like a quick technical overview of the machine?
1: Sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I think folks, again, our guest is Anthony Patch, AnthonyPatch.com. Bookmark that website. Take a look at what he's got, the vast amount of information, but, but definitely, uh, Mr. Patch, give us a technical overview because we ha- we do have scientists listening and we have people who know a lot about stuff.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I get a lot of great information from listeners who uh, send me emails all the time, not only with questions, but they send me leads on new information from their areas of uh, expertise. And so it's it's really kind of my job is to pull it together for everybody and to synthesize it down into some, you know, elementary points. And specific to the machine at CERN, we're talking about a ring-based particle accelerator that's 27 kilometers long that accelerates... Um, subatomic particles, protons, electrons, ions of lead, to near the speed of light. And they do that by creating what are called particle beams. And these beams operate, there's two of them, that operate in opposing directions. They circulate within a pipe or a tube 27 kilometers long, 300 feet underground in Switzerland. It actually crosses the border into France And by circulating those particles at near the speed of light, they are able to, at certain points called detector locations, to cross these two opposing streams of particles so that they collide into one another. And the purpose of the collision is to both yield energy, but also that is what their goal is, to discover new quantum particles to discover really the elements of the universe and, in their parlance, recreating the Big Bang. But their also stated goal that a lot of people have associated my name with is the opening of a interdimensional portal. That sounds very science fiction, but it comes right out of CERN's public relations department, their press releases. They openly say they are seeking interdimensional gateways and I'll stop right there with the summary
1: you, you know uh, and I think that's important uh, Mr. Patch that people really understand that this is a and having talked with Peter Lavenda author of Sinister Forces having spoken with uh, of course at length at numerous times with Steve Quayle and um, talking about the uh, what the Nazis did Empire Beneath the Ice and, and um, other intelligence people to me Everything else is secondary to um, accessing portals. Now, am I overstating that, or is that, do you think, is is that kind of their primary goal?
0: That is their primary objective. All of the energy, all of the power, all of the technology, all of the focused, brilliant minds at CERN all have one goal, and that's to open a stable, interdimensional portal into another dimension for the purpose of allowing other entities, information, and resources to move from another dimension into our dimension. And we'll get into some of the more stated reasons and, and specifics on that. But, yes, it is absolutely the goal, both at the level of the Large Hadron Collider, which I kind of call the macro scale because of the size of the machine, even though they're working at the quantum level. But there's a direct correlation to another topic, and that's a quantum computer that operates at the quantum level manufactured by D-Wave Corporation. These two topics are linked for the same purpose.
1: And we had spoken about that quantum computer D-Wave Corporation and I remember when you first broached that company, that topic, it seemed like there was a hesitation there. Hesitation all around, you know, in all of our parts, but, but now it's, it's, uh, not even an open secret anymore. Um, I, you know, I, I see. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, all right, folks, that gives you the basics. And, and it's no secret at all that that's the objective. And isn't that, to, I mean, to, again, as I spoke to Peter Lavenda, uh, you know, who was, who really got into the uh, occult aspects, and, and even Jim Mars, the occult aspects of uh, of the. Uh, it was, by the way, folks, Jim Mars is going to be on this coming Friday on our show. Uh, but, but even Jim Mars saying, you know, the, there is an occult aspect of the Nazis, and of course, um, you could you could see it. I mean, so so, so this is actually kind of a, a rooted back into the. Nazi era in American uh cooperation as well, huh? I mean all of this yep. is connected. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And, I mean you can go back to the Bell the Nazi Bell Project and this they also were circulating red mercury at high speed in opposing directions and colliding and they were generating synchrotron energies which killed a lot of their researchers. In the initial phases, synchrotron energies or X-rays and gamma rays and killed these scientists. And it's the same on a very small scale. It's the same uh, theory and practice in physics as you see at CERN today. So CERN is an outgrowth of that research, and the Nazi research was an outgrowth of Tesla's work.
1: Right. And that's important for people to to understand, I, I really believe um how all of this fits together and, and the relevance for today. So if they're trying to and I guess one more step, uh we'll take one more step from the um, conclusion. If their goal is to um if their goal is to open portals and access other dimensions, obviously, what's their larger objective for doing so? Do they want to bring in or send out do they want to bring in bad things, obviously, or, or you know, um, I mean, what 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 do they expect, or don't they, or sure.
0: maybe, you know, well, or, or. they're they're operating in under a very strong delusion. Um, they've been deceived, and they are actually are believing that the work that they're doing is beneficial to mankind as a whole. And I don't want to underscore that by saying I don't have any ill will towards anyone that's involved in this research. I feel sorry for them because they've been deceived. However, understanding that, their thinking is that they are believing the grand old lie put forth by Satan himself in the Garden of Eden, that ye shall be his gods. They're seeking immortality. They believe the information, the entities, the resources that will be coming through, Will help them achieve that goal, that ultimate goal of defeating death. And if you look at the venture capital money in Silicon Valley in California, where that money is going to, it's going to that same goal of defeating death. The elite, the moneyed, the scientific world is all pushing towards the direction of defeating death, achieving immortality. And they believe by opening this portal, they will gain information, knowledge, and power to achieve that goal.
1: Very interesting. And folks, this ties
2: into not just, we're not just talking about science here, we're talking about artificial intelligence, immortality, uh, Bible prophecy, as we cover this topic of CERN and its agenda and what it's trying to accomplish and you know the stories we we t- read and talk about the technology rising how they're trying to link brains with computer chips and vice versa and they want you know everybody to basically plug into this uh um, you know consciousness this computer consciousness all this is intertwined in what CERN is doing uh, even the the very foundation of the internet has its roots in CERN so mr patch i want to turn it back over to you um we, we're covering the portals, the, uh, scientific aspects of CERN. What are we looking at in, uh, with, with this new rise of artificial intelligence, um, in CERN? How, how are we seeing them?
1: Uh, well, with- you know what, Joe, let me ask you this, um, and I guess maybe Mr. Patch too. Is that the place to start or, uh, because we went over your website at very carefully. And Thank uh, you. When, and folks, Anthonypatch.com, you want yeah, anything about CERN, everything about CERN, you want to, you want you want to you learn, Anthonypatch.com. Uh, put it on your favorites list. But that said, where do we start? Because this is a massive I, subject, a and question. your research is, it, it it's <laughs> not for the faint of heart. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's not for the faint of heart. So is that where we should start, or is there someplace else that you think we should?
0: Well, let's go to to CERN, and then uh, because this is the introduction to the show, I want to kind of hit some of the uh, the table of contents items. But we have a new name for the Large Hadron Collider. We have new technology being combined with the ring-based accelerator. Um, We also have a new energy level that I'm going to cite, which is not public yet. Um, I'd also like to touch on, um, in terms of artificial intelligence, the grand game that's being played, a psychological operation. And this does tie to CERN. It really does. But we're going to get into quantum computers and psychological operations. And this ties to something that you two have covered quite a bit, and it goes back to uh, Urban Resolve and Jade Helm and artificial intelligence being tied into those operations so this is an area where you'll be able to add to as well in, in what I'm just sort of hitting the surface of is the psychological operations that are conducted by an artificially intelligent sentient computer system and that is made by D-Wave and I will present a new model number for D-Wave's computer that is not public information
1: Wow okay all right. So all right. Let's let's rock because uh, folks, Jade Helm, in case of those of you forgot, that was a military operation back in twenty fifteen, right? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, here year. in the United States where are uh, um, mapping
2: the human domain. Yep. And there were it encompassed I think eight to eleven states and actually special all operation them, but, forces.
1: Uh, but yeah. Okay. And um, it's All the right. biggest military drill, at least uh, here in in the U.S. At least it was. A lot of ma- lot of military assets moved, but but the, I, I, but I think uh, uh, Mr. Patch, the uh, the actual intent of that, people did not understand the scope, the nature, and the ultimate intent of uh, Jade Helm. But uh, and and that's where you come in. So okay, let's uh, let's begin, folks. Uh, All right. Take some notes too here. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think we're coming up on a break pretty soon, so oh. I'll make this real short for you. Um, But we're also going to touch a little bit on the Mandela effect, what I call the Mandela portals. And this is something that has been lambasted and a lot of people have made fun of. But whether it's true or not, whether what we're seeing in terms of changes are real or not, isn't the issue. I want to put it in the greater context of the psychological operation that's going on right now. We're being played as a populace. We're being played, and that's where I'd kind of like to go tonight
1: you know i'm glad you brought that up because there are a lot of people that don't understand and, and this is very quickly uh, i'm going to digress just a touch you know in the um in the in the realm of theory people talk about schrodinger's cat now uh, i don't know how many people are familiar with schrodinger's cat it's a cat in the box where you the, 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 uh, in a v- very short summary a cat inside of a closed box that may have been, might have been poisoned. So there's a 50-50 chance a cat is dead or alive. And of course you don't know whether the cat's dead or alive until you open the box. And without getting into a lot of detail, the wrong, I, I truly believe that people ask the wrong questions when they deal with that, with that uh, postulation. It, it's, it's not whether the cat's dead or alive. It's, it's all about opening the box to find out. All right. Mm-hmm. But ha- having said that, I, I think that kind of lays a, a little bit of a groundwork there into perhaps what you might be talking about. So, with respect to the Mandela effect, we're asking the wrong questions, looking at the wrong things.
0: Agreed. But,
1: yeah. Okay. And we got about two minutes before the break, uh, okay. Mr. Patch. Well. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, want to monopolize all this, but but my goodness, but it'll so much to cover. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> two, two minutes worth of two minutes of stuff. Uh,
0: Well, okay, real quick, I'll give you some things that we can pick up on the other side with. There's a new name for the Large Hadron Collider because they're combining two different types of technologies. We have right now in the Large Hadron Collider, as I said, the ring-based particle accelerator, accelerating particles in opposite directions and circles. They are combining that with a linear accelerator, which means it's accelerating particles in a straight line. That's called the AWAKE experiment. That uses plasma and electrons. It's a plasma wakefield accelerator. The key point here that we'll pick up on in a minute is the fact that two machines are going to be combined. The linear accelerator, AWAKE, is a thousand times more powerful than the much larger 27-kilometer machine. The AWAKE is only 30 meters in length. And I'll give you on the other side the power level that they're going to achieve when they combine the two machines. This is a whole new world of physics. In fact, they even term it as ridiculous physics because they don't even know what they're getting into once they achieve the power level that I'm going to disclose in another few minutes here. All
2: right. That's very interesting. Since the last time we talked, too, um, you know, We covered, uh, last time you were on, some of the rituals and the videos that they put out at CERN. There was an an event that had taken place since you've been on the show last, and that was the the ritual of the tunnel opening in uh, Switzerland there, and how that ties into CERN. We're talking about CERN, the Mandela Effect, Immortality AI, and the AWAKE experiment, which we're going to hit on first on the other side with Mr. Anthony Patch. Visit his website, anthonypatch.com, bookmark that site, and check out his Latest book that will be coming out at the end of this month, Revising Reality, co-authored by Josh Peck, Douglas Woodward, Gonzo, Chimera, what, what
1: You know, what a prolific author and a knowledgeable man. Grateful to have him. Going to be right back. Yeah, can you tell that we mean business? This is a Hagman and Hagman report. Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman together, something I like, like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team tonight. Talking with Anthony Patch, AnthonyPatch.com. Visit his website. Definitely visit his website. It's worth the stay. I guarantee you, you're going to be you're going to be there a while. And the, the subject is CERN. Now, before you start in your mind thinking, well, wait a minute, we had civil societal breakdown to some extent in Milwaukee yesterday and of course we've got all this political theater going on well why are we talking about this because well this is the underlying basis for everything we see going on today at least one segment of it I should say of the underlying basis folks uh, before we get to Mr. Patch I want to mention that, that this segment brought to you by MinutemanStove.com that's MinutemanStove.com visit MinutemanStove.com and take advantage of their offers there. And uh also, ladies and gentlemen, we were on the coming apocalypse, apocalypse with Paul Begley. We actually went to Indianapolis, did uh, a couple of tapings with an audience there. God bless them. It was a great show. That's now up on YouTube, at least the first segment. Go to HagmanReport.com, HagmanReport.com. Scroll down a little bit, and you'll see in the news feed there where it's up. Thanks, J.D., for doing that. All right. Um, Joe, I'm going to toss it over to you. Okay. Um Let's get into this and give Anthony the full segment now because uh, we need to talk about that. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to get into here. And, uh, folks, if you're like me and you go to anthonypatch.com and start reading some of his stuff and you get lost because you don't have a good understanding of, of this stuff, well, you're in the same Categories mean. Do, do we go but, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Is that what we should do. That's but all right. uh, before the break, uh, Mr. Patch was explaining the two different types, combining two different machines from the LHC and the Awake experiment. I'm sorry, the Awake, yeah, Awake experiment. And, um, Anthony, if you could, uh, continue uh, explaining exactly what's happening here with the combination of these two different, uh, technologies
0: yeah um, essentially, they have identified a power level that they need to achieve in o- able to open this dimensional portal. Now we're talking about quantum physics, we're talking about it at the quantum level, and we're focused on particles called strangelets. These are quarks bound by a force called a gluon force. It takes a certain amount of power to break that force, and they've identified that power level. In order to get there, they need more powerful accelerators. The ring-based accelerators, they are limited by the power of their superconducting magnets, and in order to reach the threshold that they need to open that portal, they need a linear accelerator with an entirely different form of technology to accelerate particles. Um, What we're talking about here... Is taking electrons from one of the circular pathways, moving it near the speed of light, and feeding it into a straight line linear accelerator. Sort of like taking a cartridge, a cartridge and a bullet, and feeding it into the breech of a cannon coming in the backside of this linear accelerator with pre-accelerated particles. Then they're going to accelerate them again within this 30-meter accelerator. By doing that, they're going to jump a 1,000 times in their ability, in their power, in their speed that they can achieve with these bullets. More specifically, they're getting to not exceeding the speed of light, but they're increasing the mass, what's called the, the resting mass and the center of mass, of the accelerated particles. Think of it this way. You take a bullet and you accelerate it. The faster it moves, the heavier it gets. It gains in mass. So you're not only moving faster, but you're moving with heavier particles, and then you collide with a target. In this case, they're not colliding with other spinning or rotating particles. They're actually going to a fixed target, and the fixed target will be composed of these strangelets the most powerful explosive in the known universe. And they're going to detonate that. And when they detonate that, it opens the portal. And I'll try to make my answer short so you guys can jump in here. So I'll stop right
1: there. All right. Well, my first question is, you you had stated that the faster an object moves, it gains in mass. Is that what you said?
0: Yes. In the world of particle physics, you're increasing... The inherent mass, what they call the center of mass energy.
1: Okay. All right. Now I don't know enough, honestly. The, you know, I might say that this is above my pay grade, but okay, I will stipulate that to be the case in the world of uh, part uh, quantum physics, particle physics, whatever. Okay. All right. So, the the explosion of strangelets. How long? How long would a um, would this opening be sustained if it's well number one would it be successful is it guaranteed to be successful could it go sideways backwards could it uh, have horrendously bad effects that are unexpected has it been done before and how long could a could a portal be sustained by one event like this Mm -hmm. are are those legitimate questions
0: They are definitely, and we are going to be talking because, like yourselves, I also am a born-again Christian, and I operate from the perspective of being led and having information revealed to me through the discernment of the Holy Spirit. I'm not a prophet. I'm just a regular guy. But definitely I've been led to certain revelations, and quite literally I'm citing Revelation nine one the key to the bottomless pit, and in a few minutes I will define what that key is. But to get back to your specific questions, the portal will be open and stabilized as a fixed portal long enough to allow the opening of the abyss, the bottomless pit, and allowing the locust army of demons to spill forth from that bottomless pit And therefore, it requires a certain stability of that opening. That is controlled, that is governed by the adiabatic quantum computer, the quantum computer made by D-Wave. And I will, in a few minutes, give you the new model number for that. But this has to do with an opening that is stabilized and allowing demonic entities to enter our realm, to enter our world.
1: And, and folks, you can go to AnthonyPatch.com, look at Urgent Discoveries, key to the bottomless bit to find. Interesting information. And follow along, because there it is in, in, I was going to say in black and white. I'll, I'll say brown and yellow. At least my eyes showed up. <laughs> um, but, but okay, okay. Um, alright, so we are looking at a prophetic, well, we're looking at prof- prophecy here. Yeah, the, the bottomless pit is talked
2: about in Revelation chapter 9, verse 1. And just to uh, read for people, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And from there he goes to open the, the pit, and the smoke comes out of the pit, and it darkens the, the air and the the sun, and it, it continues in... Verse three to talk about the what comes out of the pit, which are locusts come out of the earth, and power was given unto them as scorpions of the earth have
1: power. Right, and and he's talking about a key, which well, cryptography. How about cryptography for those people out there? Yep. So okay, And, and the key is is comprised of bits required to break a coded message, which again, cryptography. So we've got we've got these devilish, satanic, Luciferian. Schemers, planners, plotters that are directing the scientists to do this—I I guess that's how I'd look at it. Yeah, and, exactly. And, okay, all right, all right, and uh, and here we are. So,
0: continue. and to answer your your other question, will they be successful? Yes, according to prophecy, according to the Bible, the Book of Revelation. Yes, indeed, they will be successful. But this isn't for the purpose of fear fearmongering. This is not to cause people to go running in the streets. You know, saying, you know, the sky is falling, CERN's gonna be successful. First of all, people wouldn't even know what you're talking about if you mentioned the word CERN. But the point here is that um, this is God's plan. And God's in control of all of this. Yeah, you know, the scientists, everybody who's running around doing this research and, and those evil ones that are behind it and uh, pushing forth this agenda, they have but a short time and Satan has but a short time. We know if we follow Scripture, we know how the story plays out. The unfortunate thing is there are a lot of people that will suffer uh, because of this successful opening of the uh, bottomless pit. And this serves as a warning. This is the bigger sort of pulling back from the, the details of our topic tonight as to what motivates myself, what drives me to bring forth information from physics and the greater world of science, and that is to show proof to people that the world is, is being changed. It's being changed to the negative direction, to look at the facts, look at the figures. Everything that I present is factual, and I bring it either from the Bible or from the world of science in the form of their published papers. So what we're talking about here is evidence of evil. You can look at the Large Hadron Collider. You can look at the other forms of science that we're going to be going into tonight and see the facts and see the evidence and say, well, I guess I have a choice. I either get to go with the light, go to Jesus Christ, go to God, or I can go the other direction, which is to Satan. There are only two directions in life. And I sound like I'm preaching, but this is what drives me. This is my mission field. I'm taking science and using it as facts and as evidence to bring people to Jesus Christ.
1: We appreciate and, that. Absolutely.
2: And, um, you know, I would have, wouldn't would have thought that uh, somebody who's an, an expert in quantum physics and, and uh, CERN and, and science... Um, you know that doesn't yield much uh, in for the body of of Jesus Christ but you're definitely an exception uh in this area and field of expertise because you're taking their science their information and using it to Enlighten, show people yeah, yeah.
1: inform and, and and ultimately inspire especially inspire people to get back to the word okay um continue uh, because now, now we're talking about the keys of the bottomless bit. We define yeah. them, I suppose, to some extent. Now you, you, it's interesting because on your website, AnthonyPatch.com, folks, uh, under Urgent Discoveries, you can follow right along with this. Uh, the key, literally, is the model number of the adiabatic quantum computer from D Wave.
0: And there is the crossover connection between CERN. And D-Wave, and I don't believe anyone else out there has made the connection that I made almost two years ago publicly, and that sort of got me in trouble with D-Wave, and they sent some of their guys to talk to me, but that's another, uh, you know, footnote in history. But the point is, <laughs> well, the key, I don't, I haven't been able, and you guys are excellent students of scripture, can you define from scripture, or find in scripture, an actual tangible Definition to the word key because I haven't been able to and that's why I went to quantum computing and to codes to look for that answer. So I'm sort of throwing the question to you.
2: Um, using a program on the computer, eSWORD, it gives you uh, the strongest concordance which gives you Greek and Hebrew definitions. Now, from uh, Revelation 9, one, the word key is G2807, uh, Kalis in the Greek, which it says a key as shutting a lock, literally or figuratively. The root of that, uh, goes on to say to shut up or shut in or to
1: close. Um, mm-hmm. so, and aside from that, so uh, I envision a, an actual kind of like a key. I, well, not literal key, but. Necessarily, but but yeah, okay. Something that functions an opener also
2: yeah. uh, in the yeah. Hebrew six six oh five, uh, and when that goes back to the root um, to open wide, figuratively or literally, specifically to loosen, to begin, to appear, break forth, draw out, let free, loose or open.
1: Yeah, okay, simple. Yeah, and so
0: I I take it to may, maybe a more modern definition, and this gets into cryptography and cryptology, the study of codes, the using of codes, because I began to look at why would they use a quantum computer to open parallel dimensional portals, because... Later on in my website, as you scroll down, you'll see that I'm quoting their chief technology officer, Gordy Rose, and we'll get into some of those quotes in a minute. Um, and I appreciate you giving me three hours tonight, because there is a lot to cover. But they used that machine, that adiabatic quantum computer, which I first started looking at in 2003. Their stated goal was to break a code. It's called Shor's Algorithm 2048. That's a whole page of numbers, and it's to break it down to its prime numbers, its prime factors. It would take thousands of years for a even transistor-based quantum computer to break that code. But they broke the code with the adiabatic quantum computer. And I began looking more deeply into this, and I realized what the key was. The key was comprised of bits, computer coding. And in order to break that code, they had to have a certain number of qubits. Now, qubits replace transistors. Qubits are what are used in place of transistors for this adiabatic quantum computer. You had to have an equal number of qubits in the computer to break the code, to break the key to open the bottomless pit. That information is only privy to one model of computer. The actual key is the 4096. Now, they've only talked about a certain number of of models of computers. They started back in 2005 and released a computer with four qubits, and then in 2006, it was 16 qubits, and in 2007, it was 28 qubits. In twenty ten they jumped to one hundred and twenty eight cubits and they sold that to USC and Lockheed. It's called the D Wave one. And then in twenty thirteen they sold a model five twelve, that's five hundred and twelve qubits to Google and NSA. They called that the D Wave two. Now they have the two X, which is over a thousand cubits. It's one thousand and twenty four cubits. They also have one that they've publicly talked about, which is the 2048 to 2048 qubits. In the mathematical progression of the model numbers, today, we now, and they've not made this public, but it is the 4096. That's the number of qubits in the computer, and that's the number of bits in the key. The key is made up of 4096 bits. They need to crunch those numbers in order to unlock the bottomless pit. I'll stop there.
1: So, th- okay,
0: <laughs> that's a lot to throw yeah. at you.
1: I'm well, sorry. Well, you know, when you, when you think about this, it, it, the the how how we've come arrived at this point in time with knowledge doubling. You know, it, it was at first every ten years and. Now it's, it seems like knowledge is doubling every, every, every hour. It, you know, it's an incredible, um, yeah, to the point where computers, I mean,
2: 10, 15 years ago mm-hmm. were, had the green screens, or back when I was in high school, um, you didn't have, you, you know, the very DOS beginnings of the, yeah, very beginnings of the internet, to now you have, you know, more memory in a small phone than what you had, um, you know,
1: in a supercomputer in Apollo 20 11 years ago. Yeah. Okay, is, but having said that. So, so now, all right, w- this computer has the not only the ability but has function to unlock the encrypted um th- this encrypted um uh, information. Well, yeah, okay. It, it, who, who encrypted it though? It, was is this um, Again, pardon me, I'm not sure I know exactly what questions to ask, but are we looking at uh, similar to, and I'm, I'm trying to find a, a an analogy that would, let's go would to the ta-
0: Let's go to the Tower of Babel and the confusing okay. of the languages. All right. Because the correlation's been made um, by myself and many others, the Large Hadron Collider to being a modern version of the Tower of Babel. Which is theorized to have been, you know, attempting to reach to heaven or to, um, you know, open portals into other dimensions, and the languages were confused by God as punishment for doing this and the destruction of the Tower of Babel at that time. The language, I believe, the code, more specifically, is God-given. Because he gives that to the angel who was then cast from heaven down to earth and provides the key to open the bottomless uh, pit. Now, that scenario okay. has not occurred yet in the timeline. Okay. We, that's a future date. But that uh, is that key was created, that code was created by God, but it takes okay. this computer to break it.
1: Okay. So, so as opposed to it being a physical... Motel-like metal key to a lock, physical lock. We're looking at uh, an encryption password-type thing,
0: right? Because, okay. in as you know, in in codes, it is called a key to mm-hmm. write the message and decode the message, quite literally. And this is part of where I went to the RSA encryption and looked at the correlation of RSA encryption to Shor's algorithm, if people want to type that into Google, you'll see that the RSA encryption, which is used worldwide for um, secret transmissions and communications, is based on Shor's algorithm, which was the primary purpose for building this quantum computer in the first place, was to break Shor's algorithm. They've already done that. Now they know, as a further development, that they can break the key, the code, to the bottomless pit. They not only have the power, which is I'm going to cite here in just a moment, but they also have the ability to read the code once they collide with the strangelets. They're going to achieve 20 peta electron volts. I'm going to let you jump in here, and I'll define that a little more, but that's the power they're going to achieve, is 20 peta electron volts.
1: And, and that, a, a peta is a quadrillion, and I'm not even sure most <laughs> most of us can even envision a quadrillion. Yeah. And what comes to mind when you're talking about this, uh, Anthony, is is uh,
2: the scripture that there is nothing new under the sun uh, when you're talking about the Tower of Babel. And we know, you know, we hear from Steve Quills, a guest on our show, as well as Tom Horn and Chris Putnam and many other researchers who talk about, and Paul McGuire, the... Fallen angel technology that there was technology when the angels fell to earth and <clears throat> mated with with women and bore giants that there was the earth had to be destroyed because it became nothing but evil continually, but with that evil also came knowledge and these seem to throughout history uh before the flood and after coincide we see it coinciding again with the increasing of knowledge as it says in Daniel. And, um, the chaos that we see on the earth and the forces of evil that influence both of these. And it seems like we're in another crossroads between,
1: um, technology and knowledge. That's,
2: yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree yeah. with you.
1: And, and folks, again, we're talking with An- Anthony Patch, AnthonyPatch.com. You can follow right along with Anthony and us go to anthonypatch.com, dot com look at urgent discoveries and that's the this is kind of part one phase one of, of the uh program tonight now now mr patch I, I, we are being flooded I, I, I don't know we must have uh, yeah, I, I don't know pages but we've we've probably got a hundred emails right now uh people begging to, for us to ask you one question so as we're we're about a minute and a half before This this next break, I'm going to ask you this question. The there's been a YouTube that has been out there um, about uh, some sort of a ceremony, blood sacrifice at CERN, or a Mm -hmm. satanic sacrifice at CERN. We've gotten many many questions about this ourselves outside of this program. Can you comment on that at all? It was it's been posted on Facebook and YouTube and other places. Um, yeah. The authenticity, legitimacy of this particular video—have you seen it? I, I Your have. Thoughts? I
0: okay. have. It's utter nonsense. Right. Um, I'll, I'll give you a reason for that. The statue of Shiva is in a public area. Um, certainly, this is a hit-and-run um, event in which these young kids, it appears to me, um, got in before they were noticed. Performed their little ritual and got out before they were caught, but it is a public area, so it's not a big deal. If there was really a ritual that was going to be performed, it would be done at the Gothard tunnel okay i'm right. i'm I'm making a joke there. I'm sorry we're getting <laughs> well, into that the Gothard tunnel, but the point is it would be done behind closed doors it would be done underground and um if you look at the person who supposedly is holding a knife. Um, this person is wearing running shoes. I mean, give me a break. Now, this is all contrived nonsense.
2: All right, it, yeah, it seemed kind of kind of odd. to us. I I yeah, saw the video. I sent it to my dad and said, "Check this out." And the the question I had is, why is the guy filming? Look like he's in a in a hood himself, you know, behind the window there.
1: Yeah, I just but, I don't know. But yeah. uh,
2: folks, we're we're talking with Anthony Patch. His website is anthonypatch.com dot com. Bookmark his site. I don't know. Can people pre-order your book, Mr. Patch?
0: Yes, absolutely, they can. If they'll use the contact tab, uh, go ahead and send me their information. And uh, what I'll do, rather than taking any monies, I'll just put them on a list. Uh, If they'll include an email or phone number, I will contact them personally, Uh, and then we will go ahead and arrange for orders to be taken. But we're just going to take names right now.
1: Excellent. Excellent, folks.
2: <laughs> you can do that at anthonypatch.com. His newest book is going to be coming out, co-authored, uh, Revising Reality, coming to you by the end of this month. <laughs> Definitely on our
1: reading list. We're going to be right back. Stay right where you're at.
2: about CERN with Anthony Patch. Visit his website, anthonypatch.com. This segment is brought to you by americansurvivalwholesale.com. That's americansurvivalwholesale.com, go-to for all your survival
1: and food preparation needs. Before you jump in, I just want to say this. We have listeners from the UK, a number of listeners from the UK, want to say welcome and thank you for tuning in, especially tonight to hear Anthony Patch and and to listen to this very important information Joanne don't worry about it talking to you you know so many people uh, folks it is a minefield of misinformation out there and when we hear things or see things like these these videos and oh you know what's the right what is what is the correct is this real I mean today folks today you can only believe half of what you see out there, especially when it's on the internet and understand that there are people out there to intentionally deceive you. So, Joanne, we love you. Don't beat yourself up over anything. You've got nothing to beat yourself up over. And, uh, um, others as well who said, you know, I wonder if this is something to it. Joe, go ahead. I just wanted to say, just want to talk to Joanne there for a second. So, Joanna.
2: So, we were talking about the key to the bottomless pit as described in Revelation 9 1 and what could be released, the AWAKE experiment, the combining of the two machines at CERN, Mm. and the encryption key, the 4096 D-Wave encryption key in the first hour. And, Anthony, I'm going to turn it over to you in in the hour number two and let you take it where you will.
0: Yeah, well, thank you again. Um, The combining of the machines is resulting, as we said, in power levels up into the quadrillions. So just to give that a little bit of perspective, back in October of last year, CERN was operating at a different power level in the trillions called tera electron volts. Presently, they're still operating at approximately 13 tera electron volts as they were back in October, but I bring up October because it was at that time that I announced that CERN, the ring-based collider actually had the capability of hitting into the quadrillions, moving from tera electron volts into peta electron volts. And I stated that I believe that before the end of last year, they would hit 1.15 quadrillion peta electron volts. And CERN, three weeks later, came out with a press release saying, yes, we did have a spike, we did hit 1.14 peta electron volts. Now the reason that I bring that up is so that you understand the machine has a higher capacity for power than what they are operating at right now with the one machine. When they go and combine both machines, as I said earlier, they're going to achieve a thousand-fold increase. They're going to move to 20 peta electron volts. Now that's something that even 10 years ago, was really just science fiction for the physicists themselves. But it's the advent of this linear accelerator and the use of plasma technology that it allows them to achieve the power level they need for opening this portal. Now, part of what I also want to reveal is the new name. When they combine these two machines, it's going to be called the very... I I may back up just a little bit here. It's the V-H-E-E-P, and this is the Very High Energy Electron Proton Accelerator. Now, that's a mouthful, and they probably, you know, you won't hear many people using that name. But in the world of physics, that's what it's really called, is the V-H-E-E-P. And it isn't necessary for people to know that, but I just want people to understand that I am doing the research Within their own world, and extracting that and presenting it to you as fact. So, that's one aspect of it. The other part that we're gonna we can move into, since you did bring up this uh, this video and people are worried about, uh, you know, is this real? or Is this factual? Or is this all made up? And as I said, that particular incident, you know, supposed a cult ceremony or ritual was really nonsense. But the Goddard Tunnel ceremony was purely satanic, and okay. we can break that down a little if you want, but the one that I'd like to step into that's on my website that you're following along with me is the Mandela Portals, because that's really out there in the popular um, you know, conversation and has been for about three months now. So okay. that'll lead us into some quotes from D-Wave Corporation, and then it will show the relevance of the quantum computer to D-Wave again, or from D-Wave to the Large Hadron Collider, but it's really going to show you their thinking, their motivations for building that quantum computer that are parallel to the motivations at CERN. The crossovers are profound. So I'm going to let you make comment, and then we'll kind of jump into this.
1: Well, okay. Okay. The comments, well, the only comment I have, I suppose, would, would be a prelude to the, in your, on your website, which you have Mandela portals, alright? So, the, the only comment I have on this is, we have, we, we dedicated uh, a segment of one of the programs to the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And, okay, now, uh, Mr. Patch, if you want, well, go ahead and, and, um, because we are talking essentially about the Mandela effect, but in the context of um, something a little bit larger. I don't, I, I, without trying to explain it perhaps the way you could, um, you you go ahead and uh, we're sure. talking here when we talk about Mandela effect, Mandela portals, and uh, the the video which you have linked there off of your page.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Mandela effect, as most people have seen or experienced or heard about, or you know the changes to things in popular culture as well as in the Bible. I call it the Mandela portal because that goes to really the source of the of the effects. Where are these effects coming from? Specifically, they're coming from quantum portals that are being opened by the D Wave computer. Now, the video that's linked in there and I've got some quotes that I've written on my um, Urgent Discoveries page, are the chief technology officer from D-Wave, Gordy Rose. So I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm simply citing what D-Wave is talking about. They are talking about parallel universes. They are talking about opening portals at the quantum level. In fact, that is at the heart of how the quantum computer operates in the quantum world. It operates interdimensionally. They use a programming process called um, combinatorial optimization, which means they take all known possible solutions and they take those in a combination and they program that through an interface through the computer, utilizing quantum tunneling, and I have that on the page as well. I explain quantum tunneling. But in short, they are inserting a question with the possible solutions into another dimension, actually thousands of dimensions. And from those dimensions, they're extracting the solution or the answer. What they're extracting when they open these portals, we are seeing manifest as these changes known as Man- Mandela effects, they are coming through the Mandela portals, as I call them. So I'm going to let you jump in because I hate to dominate this, but I can add well, to it. But if you want to chew on
1: that a little bit. Okay. Uh, now, now we have people that, that, that will tell us, look, we, and we get emails like this all the time, words in my Bible have been changed. Okay. Uh, or, uh, very popular, uh, very popular example, the Berenstein Bears. Oh, uh, that never was. The Berenstein Bears, it was Berenstein, and, or, or whatever the case, whatever mm-hmm. the example, okay? And, now, looking at this, we understand the deception that's out there. We understand the level of, and depth of deception. And, and the multi-layered deceptions. But what are you saying? I, I, I mean, I don't personally believe because we did address this. I don't believe, for example, that that we that the Mandela effect actually. Now, this is just me, and and I'm a hard sell. So, if, if, now if you, if you if you get something different, you go ahead. But I personally do not believe that either words in my Bible or words written in the books. That I've got have been changed from 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 the time I last read them. What say you about this?
0: Well, I'm in agreement with you in so far as the changes, because I have multiple copies of Bibles, and in some of those copies the words are different. They are changed from my recollection of them. Right. However, what I will sidestep and say is. Don't focus on whether the changes are real or not, just like you mentioned at the top of the show, Schrodinger's right. cat.
1: Bingo, right.
0: We open the box to look at the cause and effect. It isn't whether there's a cat in the box and whether the cat's alive or dead. It's not the issue whether the words have been changed or not. The bigger issue is we're being played. That's what I mean it. by that There's a grander psychological operation at play here, and we'll get into that in more detail. But the point is, we are being observed. We're rats in a maze. This is a process of observing the pebble in the pond. If I claim to have changed the scripture, what will be the reaction of people that become aware of that supposed change? whether the change took place or not, if I put out into the public consciousness the perception of a change, how does that play out in terms of human behavior? This is the modeling of human behavior. This is the building of algorithms for the self-learning, the self-teaching of the artificially intelligent sentient computer built by D-Wave, they have one model, the 2048 came out last year, and now the 4096. Both of these are sentient, both of them are artificially intelligent, self-learning, and they need algorithms to learn. They are building algorithms of how people around the world respond to inputs into our reality. This Mandela effect through the portals is just the tip of the iceberg. There are thousands of changes that have been occurring to our reality caused by the accessing of this computer to thousands of interdimensional portals. And I'll back that up with some quotes from Gordy Rose from D-Wave. People can go to my site and look at them, but I'm going to let you jump in.
1: Well, f- folks, the, what Mr. Patch just said is is perhaps one of the most important, in my estimation, one of the most important keys. Forgive, pardon the pun there. Key, keys to understanding really the bigger picture of what is going on all around us. We, and as Mr. Patch said, we are being played, and our reactions are being mapped out. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like maybe Jade Helm mapping the human domain to D- to take it down to a microcosmic level relative to to what we're talking about perhaps so so and the only other thing I'd have to say is, doesn't Anthony Pash remind you of that the guy on that that uh what was it the the show numbers about ten years ago or however long it was very very popular show. Numbers on uh, syndicated television or uh, network television. The, the 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 guy that would uh, it was again a very popular show with the guy that had all all of these great equations and he'd end up throwing uh, like a handful of paper clips on the floor to illustrate a point. To me, that that's Anthony Patch. And and, and you know he he makes the complex sound simple to us. And it takes a, it really, takes a very intelligent mind to do that. And I want to thank you for that. But, 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 go ahead and continue. Be, this is fascinating.
0: Well, good. And I'm glad it is, and thank you wow. for your kind words. Um, if you'll scroll down, and those that perhaps are following along at my website, scroll down to the very bottom where it says "Inside PsyOps," and we'll come back to Gordy Rose and some of the quotes from the video in a moment. But I think it it's, it's germane to what you're talking about here because I really think in the bigger picture, if we understand not only the psychological operation of behavioral modeling relative to the Mandela effects, but let's go to something even bigger. And you may have run into this. You had your um, promo going about uh, stained by blood, and I will definitely get a copy of that. But you mentioned in the promo mind control. And that's really what we're talking about here. And there's there's a program, and there's two links on my website. There's a program called the Sentient World Simulation. That's SWS. This is the program. This is the system that is employed. And this comes right out of Purdue University, and it's tied in with D-Wave. This is the system that was involved with Jade Helm. So when people talk about Well, there was an artificially intelligent computer, a sentient computer that was involved. This is the system that that computer employed to look at how people responded to inputs into their environment. They call it granular. There's a macro granular effect and a fine-grained effect, which is personal and individual. The point is, is that within a computer, a sentient computer, they're creating a copy of our world a mirror and again it sounds like science fiction but this has been running since 2006 and it's run by department of defense nsa etc and this is a continual program it's running 24/7 and it is a simulation of our world in which they're able to put in certain types of stimuli and then run it through and crunch the numbers to predict the future behavior of people. This goes right back to one of the foundational goals for building the D-Wave computers. And I'll give you a very quick example of that. It was for predicting the stock markets and the commodity markets for the purpose of profiting from it.
1: Why doesn't that surprise me? (laughs) Why else would... uh, Of course. Go ahead. You want me to continue? Oh please, yeah. I mean, it, well, I it like all your makes sense too. You know, it, it all it all makes sense. We, <laughs> why else would somebody go to all this trouble? Go ahead.
0: Okay. So those were proof of concepts. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that they wanted to dominate the the, the trading markets, but it was a proof of concept to see if they were on the right track with the development of this computer system. The whole point here of the SWS, the Sentient World Simulation, is exactly what I said. It is to create a a mirror of our world, and then within the world, there are over 7 billion people. They represent each person on the planet as a node, and they replace that node and the name of that node, that person's name, with an avatar, and they call that an avatar agent they track the behavior but they also predict the behavior of each one of those avatars so they can affect the world economically they can do it militarily right down the line any aspect of our world they can in the computer version predict the outcome and the behavior of people and then bring that into our if you want to call it our analog world bring those cause and effects, that plan, that strategy and tactics back into our world and implement them. That was one of the reasons for Jade Helm.
1: Man, it all makes sense. And and I, I chuckle at at those who say, "Well, Jade Helm, you know, it, it was a popular subject among the people who wanted to fear monger, but nothing happened. But nothing yeah. happened. You know, see, look around. But, but, but those, and I don't want to be mean or disparaging, but, but when uh, we have to look at the bigger picture here, because the game is, well, the game. I don't even like to use that term, but what we're seeing take place." Is something on a much larger scale than anyone can has really comprehended so far, or at least outside of Mister Patch and, and a precious few others really understand. Um, so, this is this is all. I mean, this is all making sense now. Now it's starting to make sense. So, the, the, those people who with a smaller intellects and and again, I, I don't maybe intellect is not the right word. We have to think bigger. Folks, look at the bigger picture. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm not trying to be mean-spirited, but we need to look at the bigger picture all the time and, and understand the, the what's at stake here is much bigger than what anyone has really addressed to this point. So, okay, this is well, Let's good. think
0: about yeah. it in terms of chess.
1: Uh-huh.
0: If you don't understand the game of chess, If you don't even realize there's a board and pieces on the board, you can't even begin to understand the game. What I'm hoping to do here is to say, here's the name of the game, and here's the board, and here are the pieces. The name of the game is SWS, sentient, which means self-aware. That's the computer. World simulation, simulating Uh our world, a mirror. And the pieces on it, one of the big components is the D-Wave computer, which is tied into CERN, which both have the same goal of opening interdimensional gateways. D-Wave does it on a continual basis with their small portals that only last for picoseconds, all the way to the macro scale with the Large Hadron Collider and the Awake Accelerator, the VHEEP, where they're going to open a macro portal. So we're talking about the same thing, the same game, the same chessboard.
1: But I think you take it to a new level because we're talking about, uh, you know, the 3D chess. Actually, we're talking about three dimensional chess because, um, you know, once more, we're looking at a, the, the really, the bigger picture. This is for all the marbles that were, that were, I mean, these people are playing for all the marbles. You're talking about this quest for immortality apotheosis perhaps, uh, you know, godlike um qualities, which, as Joe said earlier, nothing new under the sun. This is what the this is what was being strived for. Yeah. You know, in, in Babel. Maybe
0: I can put it in a, in a more tangible description. When we think about using a search engine, if we use Google and we put in keywords and phrases, hmm. that's a linear search. That's just kind of straight-line thinking, point A to point B. And that's a very pedestrian way of looking at information, at data. What the SWS does is what I call a spherical search. Rather than straight-line, it's a 360-degree look at information. It looks at the context, the semantics of that, the, the meaning of that data, and it looks at the sources of it and the time, relevance of that data. What I mean is exactly what you said, three-dimensional chess. We're talking about a system that looks at information rather than in a linear fashion cause and effect. It's looking at it three-dimensionally, spherically, so that it sees all permutations, all possible causes and effects. When you insert a stimuli is a simple way of me describing what they're doing.
1: Interesting Should we be paying attention Before we get too far away from this The model 2048-4096 I notice it's exactly double Yes Should we be paying attention to these numbers Should we be paying attention to the significance Perhaps of these numbers Kind of revisiting something we, we, we touched on earlier
0: well, I think that significance has to do with um, the, their relationship to the number of bits that it takes to um, create and crack a code, as I said earlier. Um, right. So really, these are coding machines. These quantum computers are really um, crunching numbers as a deciphering machine, kind of like, uh, what was the German um, cipher machine?
1: Oh, um, um, Yeah. I put you on the spot. I forget myself. No, uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're <laughs> talking. And somebody out there is going to say, "Oh, yeah. I know it's." And then yeah. you know, uh, yeah. And our anyway. studio audience is quiet right now. So, yeah, no, right.
0: they'll they'll correct us. anyway. We've got a lot we're trying to get in here, but it it is. It's really a coding system. The numbers aren't necessarily germane to us in our everyday experience. Um, okay. They only are if you're looking at. Um, you know how the machine operates to break codes but it does have another relevance and that is to the number of dimensions and i think that's perhaps where you're going with your question the number of parallel universes as jordy rose calls them in his discussion again it's in the video that i have here but let's use that to segue right into some of the uh, the quotes that i have on my website from jordy. Sure. Um. Let's start with at twelve fourteen mark in the video he talks about how the machine is cooled and they use what are known as pulse tube dilation refrigerators. Again, a crossover to CERN. CERN are superconduct- superconducting magnets that are cooled to temperatures lower almost to absolute zero, colder than outer space. Even Gordy Rose says that their qubits, their computer is cooled in a similar fashion to a hundred times colder than um, interstellar space as he calls it but he said these pulse tube dilation refrigerators when you stand next to the black cube enclosure of the computer it sounds eerily like a heartbeat because it beats once per minute now a few moments later he says when you're standing next to this and listening to the heartbeat It feels like an altar to an alien god. Now I ask you, what scientist, what computer nerd, if you will, ever uses an analogy of an alien god?
1: Man, it's the first time I heard it. Anthony, stay right there, folks. Stay right where you're at. We're talking with Anthony Patch. Anthonypatch.com. Go there now and go to Urgent Discoveries, that section, and follow along. You're right. By the way, Enigma. Thank you. Enigma Machine. Thank you. There you go.
0: Turin, Alan
1: Turin. Right there. That's right. Stay right where you're at. Anthony Patch from anthonypatch.com. That's who we're talking to right now, SWS. That's right, the key to everything, basically. I mean, this is so interesting in my view. You know, we're talking about CERN, but much more than that. We're talking about how we are being gamed, how we're being conditioned, how we're being programmed, how what the bigger picture is, what no one else is talking about, except right here on the Hagman Report, Hagman and Hagman Report, right here, this is what we're talking about. And we are looking at the, well, we are looking, we, we're we so grateful to have Anthony on and explain to us what we are seeing the long-term uh, goals goals are of a CERN. And, of course, we at the other, before we broke here, we, Uh, Mr. Patch was quoting Giordi Rose sounds like a heartbeat Uh, praying feels like we're praying at the altar of an alien god what kind of scientist says that under what conditions and of course uh, uh, so much more and and again we're graced uh, we're blessed to have Anthony Patch from AnthonyPatch.com on with us. Bookmark that website. Follow along with us. Go to AnthonyPatch.com under Urgent Discoveries. There we're kind of uh, shotgunning a few things, but nonetheless getting it accomplished. Um, Anthony, thanks for holding over with us. pick up right where you left off. It was kind of a unceremoniously abrupt, uh, cut here at the, uh, at the last hour, but, but go ahead and, uh, pick up from here.
0: Yeah, I, I I think when we hear someone who is addressing an audience of scientists and they start venturing into the world of an alien god, it begins to trigger in my mind thoughts of Tesla and others that have openly stated that they were communing and channeling from the other side information and technologies to advance you know, mankind. And what we talked about earlier, you brought up, you know, the uh, forbid, forbidden knowledge from the fallen angels. This is what we're talking about. I think if you look at his statement about an alien God and really unfold that, I really believe what he's saying is that we're getting information through these portals, these parallel universes that he speaks of. And I'll give you a number in a moment that they are actually, they know full well that they're channeling information from aliens. Now, you can define aliens as, you know, little grays or whatever you want, but in my context, and I think you share this with me, these these are evil, demonic forces, entities, spirits, whatever you want to call it, but it's no good. They're not talking to God. They're talking to false gods, and that can't be good for us and yet that's what they're openly telling us when they say it feels like an altar to an alien god. Why use the word altar? I'll throw that out at you.
1: Why indeed? I, I mean...
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the black Joe? cube, okay? It's, it's yeah. housed in a black cube. We've seen the black cube in a cult. Um societies, the Illuminati all the way along you see it in um you know the uh the Muslim world you see it at Mecca. Oh, yeah. you see even the uh, references to to Saturn, which is also Satan, and the black cube within that, and the black cube at the northern pole is represented by you know a hexagon, so we're talking about them praying to whoever it is they're communing with on the other side.
1: Hmm. Now that puts things in a, a different light and perspective when you're when you're t- when you're making uh, reference to the quotes. Go ahead, continue.
0: Because hmm. uh, I mean, we're talking about pure science, and now we're stepping over into the world of the spiritual. And I have said many times, even on your shows, I've said you cannot separate the physical world from the spiritual. They're both interconnected. It's how you relate to those, how you communicate with those, and what your belief system is that's important. But let's move a little bit further along in the quotes. He talks about parallel universes. Again, we're talking about interdimensional portals and gateways that they're opening using this computer, using qubits. He says that the value of a qubit is the only thing different in a parallel universe. What that means is When they're inserting information through their qubits into a parallel universe, they're changing that universe. They're modifying it. They say that in, he's hit to quote him, he says, parallel universes have a nexus. And this is what I claim as the starting point. The nexus is the starting point for the Mandela effect Um, This is where the crossovers, the interconnections of parallel universes take, take place. Another quote, he says, and when you increase the number of these devices, every time you add one of these qubits, you double the number of parallel universes that you access. Until such time, you get a chip like this, and he's pointing to, in the video, the model 512, he says, which is about 500 of these bits. Again, we're talking about bits, we're talking about coding, we're talking about qubits. They all are the same thing. He says that there are something like 2 to the 500th power of these guys living in that chip. In other words, what he's saying is 2 to the 500th power parallel universes that they're accessing using this computer. Now, that's only the 512 model. I'm going to stop here in a second, and we're going to go to the higher numbers in just a second. Go ahead.
1: Well, I I think one question, and I'm trying to anticipate when when people are listening to this, what their questions might be. Now, you said a lot here. The only difference between, the only difference with the parallel universe would be, what was that again? That, that, yeah, that when they work?
0: insert insert their questions, their combinatorial optimization problem into another universe, they're affecting it. They're changing that by extracting from it what I'm going to get to in a second. He says okay. extracting resources from. They're affecting those other universes the same way as when we receive that information from that universe. It's affecting our universe.
1: Okay. And maybe this is a really maybe I'm not asking the right question, but these other universes, these parallel universes are number one are they infinite number two, what do they look like relative to what we know our perception of our universe and I guess it doesn't matter
0: i mean yeah um, I would I don't have an answer as to what they look like. I can only surmise that they are different than ours and different because they are forbidden to us and that we are not supposed to be accessing these parallel universes. It's been forbidden all the way back to the Tower of Babel, as we said before, using information that we're not supposed to be privy to.
1: Gotcha. All right. And and therein lies the, in my view, exists the... uh the the real nugget uh what 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 is being done here is a well it's a 2016 version of what was attempted on the plains of Shinar yeah beyond beyond the tower of babel right <clears throat> yeah on so we're in uncharted territory uh, yes, and, and, and yeah yeah okay and, and folks anthonypatch.com follow along with us please and and definitely uh Make a site one of your favorites. Bookmark a site. Well, well, go go ahead and continue because this sure. is fascinating to be sure. So,
0: we have a couple of more quotes that I'd like to highlight for us. And at at the fourteen fifty mark, he says, "The shadow of these parallel worlds overlap with ours, and if we are smart enough, we can dive into them and grab their resources and pull them back into ours to make an effect." in our world so you know you're talking about grabbing resources and pulling it into you know there's a cause and effect going on here if we're extracting resources from another dimension we are affecting that dimension and if we're pulling those resources and I call them at this point solutions to problems then it is going to affect our dimension Now, if you get further into talking about resources, we step over again to the example of one of those cause and effects being the Mandela portals, the Mandela effects. Those are things that are coming from, those changes are coming from other dimensions and they are having the effects that you and I are discussing tonight on the general population in the form of that psychological operation, those algorithms. One of the interesting things is, one of the questions that is posed, that is being posed into these other dimensions, is what will make the biggest impact on the human psyche? What pebbles should we pull out as resources and throw into the pond of this analog environment here and what will cause the biggest ripple effect that are obvious that we can then generate our initial elementary algorithms as to tracking human behavior that we can then progress to more complex algorithms and more finally what they call a granular level more finely predict individual behavior at that individual level. So. To encapsulate that, they are pulling back answers from other dimensions of what pebbles should we throw in the pond to cause what effects? And then I'll stop there, and we'll go on
1: a little further. Yeah, can you repeat that? I, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. Pebbles in the pond. Okay. Pebbles <laughs> in the pond, which cause ripples, and so, so we're looking at a cause and effect kind of situation here, and and. and but in effect, with unknowns, right? I, I, I mean, hmm? we don't we don't know. They don't know. No. The unintended consequences that this could cause.
0: That is correct. In the early stages with D Wave, they were actually extracting, along with solutions, they were getting back a hundred and ten percent more energy into this dimension than what they were sending into the other dimension. So it's not just digital solutions. It's actual energy that is coming in in the form of resources into our world. Now, you won't see that talked about with D-Wave anymore. This goes back to 2008, I believe, is when I read this, coming right out of their own literature. And that just gives you an idea of how I do my research. I always go back into history. Because historically, they were not as concerned about covering up their future goals. What I'm seeing now is the playing out of what they were predicting and what they were setting up as goals and objectives historically. And I look at the historical documents, their actual published documents, and then take those forward to the present time and go, bingo. They've achieved what they wanted, what they set out to
1: achieve. Past this prologue. Yep. In, in, yep. All right.
0: And you're, you're right. you know you're an investigator. You understand this.
1: Mm. W- don't give me too much credit here. When you, when, when we enter into Anthony Batch territory, we're talking with an- Anthony Batch. Anthony linked off of Hagman and hagman.com, Folks, this this is definitely one for the record books tonight. Uh, you're you're going to want to share this interview with uh, with everyone you know because we are talking about, believe it or not, as you pull back away from from the um, from the well, the mind bending stuff here. I, I think you can see that we're talking about the playbook of the demonic Luciferian elite. So, mm-hmm. all right. I'm just going we're just going to let you keep going, man. I mean this is all good. This is all good. We're 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 cruising now.
0: Okay. So, so they're pulling resources out of other dimensions and that's the mechanism of the computer. When we talk about operating in the quantum realm, we're talking about working interdimensionally. And what they're using is called um as a mechanism is quantum tunneling. I won't spend a lot of time on that. It's on my website on this page that we're going through. But I want to step over just sideways a little bit back to the game because in particle physics research they use a statistical system of analysis of number crunching called the Monte Carlo method. Basically, the Monte Carlo method is what they use to predict what particles will result from these massive collisions within the colliders. They also are using the Monte Carlo method psychologically to predict when we throw a pebble in the pond, a pebble that we get from another dimension, as a suggested stimuli to put into our matrix, if you will. They use the Monte Carlo method to predict human reactions, human behavior to that stimulus. So on my webpage there, I have a photograph from CERN of a physicist And he's seated in his office and he has two cards. One says Bond number one and the other one says Mandela. Now if you translate this evidence, these hints, it means that we're going to use a game called the Mandela effect on people. And we're going to, we're going to utilize the Monte Carlo method. Okay. Which is like a card game. Do you remember the name of the Bond movie that involved the card game?
1: Casino Royale. Bingo.
0: Bingo. The Bond reference in the photograph is Casino Royale, which crosses over to Monte Carlo, which then is the Mandela effect as a psychological operation that is being played on us. And there's your crossover back to CERN. It's not just about colliding particles. It's about manipulating this environment, this dimension. CERN not only wants to open the portal, but they want to terraform, and you've heard me say this on your show before, they want to terraform this environment, this dimension. And specifically, I talked before about terraforming the planet, that the magnets of the collider were causing earthquakes and volcanic activity and changes to Earth's magnetosphere, taking down our shields. All of that stuff, but also dimensional changes. Go ahead.
1: You no, know, this is interesting. And, and by the way, if I can just remind people that uh, the House always wins. Okay, <laughs> keep that in your, keep that in mind. But, but what you're what you're referencing, and as you point out on your website, anthonypatch.com, the Monte Carlo system in applied statistics is the method used in building these specific algorithms, predictive analysis of patterns and trends. And think about that, ladies and gentlemen, the analysis of pattern and trends. Are we not seeing this played out in the real world when, uh, you know, Anthony, if I can um lower the iq of of this specific episode bring uh, it down to my level bring it down a few points no 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 bring it down a few points by by saying um we see this take place for example in the um in the political theater especially especially today how we are being gamed well look oh trump is behind trump is ahead trump uh, Hillary is this Hillary, um, the predictive analysis analysis of patterns and trends. They're actually creating these trends, are they not? They're creating these specific yes. environments. Yes. Look they, at, they, yeah,
0: go, go look at yeah. Look at civil strife in this country and around the world. But focusing on our country for a moment, the U.S., because we do have worldwide listeners. Um, In the U.S., you see the civil strife not only just in the political arena between, you know, candidates, but we see it in our cities, and you opened the show talking about that. And that's why I say this is relevant to today and to exactly to tomorrow, the very next day. I'm not talking about distant future. The game is to create the civil strife. That civil strife is a psychological operation no different than the Mandela Effect we are being played they are inciting riots they are inciting the black-white conflict they are inciting all of this because they want to as you well know let's talk about Georgia Guidestones I mean I'm jumping around here but they want to reduce the world's population down to 500 million people and create a surf class of slaves to serve the elite now this isn't you know conspiracy theory this is you know Agenda 21, you can go down the list of the things that we've seen in written publications that specifically cite how they want to institute this one-world government, get rid of national and individual sovereignty, and have a one-world leader. So set up the strife so people will then say, who's the answer? Who can we turn to as the leader with all the answers? That's the game.
1: Bingo. That is indeed the game. And, and folks, you're listening to Anthony Patch. We are so blessed to have him tonight, uh, talking about CERN. Well, more than CERN. Cause for concern. Um, we must discern. Oh, stop me. Stop me. But, but <laughs> anyway, but, but, but see, folks, while the, and, and I, the way I look at it is, just, forgive me, uh, and permit me just to digress just a tad here for a moment because I do want to sing your praises. I, I look at your work and, and I look at how it applies to current events, Anthony Patch, and, and I think, you know, if everyone was, if, if, if the talk show hosts out there, the big talkers, the, you know, the people who get paid gazillions of dollars and have supposedly gazillions of listeners, if they would be talking about this very, very subject here, the world would be a lot different place because they would. A lot of people would say, "Wait a minute, yeah, we are being gamed here." And wait a wait a second. The stakes are higher than, um, than, than who's going to take the nomination or who's going to take the presidency in November here in the United States. Or the the picture is much bigger. And and you do so well in. Connecting those dots, and I want to thank you for that. Um, Just a little bit of a digression there, but but so when we talk about CERN, you know, we're all we're when Anthony Patches are talking about CERN, understand that we're talking not just about the facility or the events, but we're talking about the application thereof and what it all means. So this is such a great topic, and I won't take away any more of your time from. From your discussion here, but uh, but people just understand understand how big what a big deal this is, what a big deal. So, okay, um, in the four minutes here, we've got remaining to the top. T- take us home to the top here, Anthony.
0: Well, I really would encourage people to you know do some of their own research. Um, one of the things that I really let's say, preach, besides asking and and pleading for people, you know, to turn to God, turn to Jesus Christ, become imparted by the Holy Spirit to give you the eyes and the ears to see and to hear, because that's really the only way. The only way you're going to really wrap your head around the stuff that we're talking about tonight and really see the game for what it is, is to have those glasses that are given to you by the holy spirit to be able to look through those lenses and see things clearly we often hear about waking people up well it's not just waking up you open your eyes but if you can't see clearly it doesn't matter that you're awake you need to have the glasses on that are provided by the holy spirit and that gives you the clarity and it takes away that deception and then you can see the chessboard you can see the three dimensions of the chessboard instead of just two your perception changes. I'm nobody special. I really am not. And I appreciate you saying some nice things about me, but this is about Jesus Christ and the power that he imparts on you. And if you want to see the game, that's the direction to go and get his glasses, glasses made by Jesus Christ.
2: No, you're absolutely right. And um, sadly, you know, perception is far from reality, especially in this day and age where we have the television and um, just the computers and and um, you know all these different things that that people can throw their thoughts, opinions, suggestions out, and uh, you know the the psyop and the psychological warfare that we are going through will only continue to increase, and unfortunately, it is only. One part of the the larger psyop which is uh, going back to you know jesus versus um the the times and the evil that we're in we're being you know completely outmaneuvered at every step of the way unless we are in our bibles unless we have that personal relationship with the lord and he shows us the truth because if we rely on our own human nature and our own perception we will not make it in this world and especially where where we are with things to come
1: if I can quote a a very wise intelligent man of integrity if you'll allow me to do so right now I will He, he writes the technocratic elite psychopaths spiritually have been left behind you know who said that Anthony Patch he wrote that and one more this uh oh how appropriate if not ironic. Cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Expediency asks the question, is it politic? And vanity comes along and asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? And, and there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular, but he must do it because conscience tells him it is right. That's by Martin Luther King, and isn't, quote. isn't that isn't that ironic for the dust that is yet to settle in North Milwaukee in the time in which we live? Both quotes by men of well, by men of integrity, and of course the technocratic elite psychopaths. I love that spiritually have been left behind. Anthony Batch. That's the man who said that and that is our guest tonight anthonybatch.com go to his website looking forward to his good read coming forth stay right where you're at folks one more hour to go
2: bookmark it. You're going to want to check it on a regular basis. Folks, if you want to pre-order his book or get on the list to order it when it comes out, visit his website and check out uh, Contact Us page and drop him a note, and they'll put you on the list for his him and the co-author book of Revising Reality. Josh Pexan author, Douglas Woodward, and Gonzo Shmira is an author. We are talking about a number of things, um all things CERN and quantum physics with Anthony Patch getting into the details that can be mind-boggling to some including myself.
1: Yeah, but folks don't uh Uh, Don't let this intimidate you because... You mean don't sit here and feel like your head's going to burst? (laughs) No, 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 no. Put the duct tape away because Mr. Patch is is really giving us a a good overview. You know, we've had the the postal mail that we get, the emails that we get, have, have all been very favorable with respect to Anthony Patch. Have him back on. He really makes everything simple, or at least the complex appear simple, and that's exactly what he's doing tonight, so don't be intimidated by this, and I, I truly believe, Joe, our audiences is cut above those um, other audiences as well, so we have Anthony Patch back inside PsyOps, and of course, what a great uh, quote, as I read before the top of the top of the hour, the technocratic elite psychopath, so I, I could just stop right there, because... <laughs> <laughs> That about sums it up. I mean that's what we're talking about here, really. And, yeah. and of the of of that ilk um exists uh Zig Zy- Zy- Brzezinski and others involved mm-hmm. in the technocratic elite. By the way, we're gonna have Pat Woods on uh, Patrick, Patrick Wood. Wood. Patrick Wood on the technocracy on rising yeah, so next uh Patrick, next Bob. week. Yeah, so uh you're in good company. Take us where you want to take us right now in this final lap of three laps, this final hour. Take us where you want to take us and at the pace at which you want to proceed.
0: Well, thank you. You're very considerate. I um, would like to maybe share another right off my page, another quote, and that is not my own. It We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And that's from the former cia director william casey now if you break that down into the ilk of the people that you're speaking of they purposefully for years have been putting out a disinformation psychological operations program on the united states and the world at large and we have the technology now to affect the entire planet um, give you another number the quantum computer model 512, and we've moved on from that to newer models. But even at the 512 level, D-Wave was citing a number that said that the computer had the equivalent processing power of 7 billion human brains. Now, appreciate the fact that a a human brain processes on a continual basis over one petaflop of information. We can't even really acknowledge or wrap our own heads, our own minds around the capabilities of these computers, certainly not the 4096. So what I'm trying to do is provide some context to saying, because we don't really understand the capabilities of these computers, because we're not privy to that information, we have to understand the implications that you and I, the three of us are talking about, the psychological operation that's going on, the manipulation of people, of the masses, and the predictive modeling of their behavior and their reactions is real. The opening of portals is real. This computer already is doing that. Therefore, the opening of a macro-scale portal utilizing the LHC, that's real. The technology exists, technology that is as much as 50 years in advance of what we are even aware of. So when we begin to think bigger, as you said at the beginning of the opening of the show, we need to open our minds up and we need to think bigger. We need to imagine bigger, sort of that trite phrase of thinking outside the box. Well, quite literally, that's where you need to take your mind because the fantastic is no longer in that realm of fantastic. Or fantasy, the technology exists today to do the things that only we could dream about years ago. So we're, we have moved into the realm of the unbelievable, but it is becoming real with the advent of these computers, and that is today. And again, I don't want to slam the people at D Wave. They're probably, you know, there are they're human beings. Like us But they're being deceived They're being led down The garden path So It's unfortunate That they're going That direction Because all of this Technology As you can well imagine Can be used For the better good It could be used For curing All of the world's You know Ills and Problems But It's You know It's been taken The other direction So I'm going to stop And get off my soap opera Before we dive no. Into the next area
1: You know It's interesting Because at The wave the company website not magic quantum um july 25th uh 25 2016 is their um maybe it was their little notation but uh they they do write every so often there's a chance to make a difference to undertake a project which against all odds makes a technology of the future and achievement of today and you're so right i, I mean look at a, a shovel you could use it to, to you know for good to dig a ditch or to, to dig uh, you know to or whatever, or you could use it to hit somebody over the head with. I mean, it's it's how you use it. It's the application of the tool. And uh, God gives us the ability to, to make things for good, and yet uh, people use it for evil. So I'll get off my soapbox now and let you continue.
0: <laughs> well, let's put another number out there at the end of this page that we've been following down through today. The number of dimensions. Now, Gordy Rose, when he talked about the Model 512, he cited 2 to the 500th power. Well, the model number I'm citing, which is the 4096, that's 4,096 cubits. That literally provides them access to billions of parallel dimensions. We're talking about 2 to the 4,000th and greater power, magnitudes of power. When we talk about magnitudes, that's three zeros in parentheses multiplied four thousand times in a string of those zeros. Again, numbers we can't. We might also just talk about infinite. And you, you mentioned that you brought that up earlier. Can we not even just you know relegate it to the realm of you know infinite dimensions that are being accessed? And I agree with that. I think that's a more tangible way of looking at this. To what end? Well. You know, that's the big question, but I think if we turn to the book of Revelation, we see, you know, to what end is spelled out pretty clearly. But again, getting back to the specific of what is being done here scientifically, um, we are talking about essentially a computer system coupled with particle accelerators that are opening portals, and I keep repeating that, but it's important that people realize This is tangible. This is not science fiction. They really are today and have been since 2008 accessing other dimensions. We really don't know what effect that has had on our environment, on our own dimension, because it's happening under the surface. It's happening in intangible and hidden ways. But let's get into more of the psychological operation in terms of mind control, because you, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in your stained-by-blood, are you not getting into that area as well, MK Ultra and that sort of thing?
1: Yes, just briefly. Um, okay. I, conducted a, um, I was conducting a, an investigation into the five-year cold case, unsolved murder of my uncle, that took place in 1982 that was the murder in 1987 i I picked up the investigation and what happened was there were a, a secondary investigation happened parallel to the murder investigation where there was a lot where mk ultra came into play where mind control satanic ritual abuse came into play that that i but see folks i did not know what i was looking at back then and it was only through hindsight of today, after talking with Steve Quayle, Russ Dizdar, and, and people like that, oh, wait a minute, now that's what... W- now I understood the depth of depravity, that, uh, the arena in which I was playing. So it's kind of like what Anthony Patch is talking about today. We... Yes, I mean... Uh, I forgot the question but but go on. Yeah, I mean you're exactly right. I mean this is yeah,
0: yeah, the psychological operation the MK Ultra history, but really what does it mean by psychological psychological operations to groups of people, small groups, targeted groups and targeted individuals? I think there's a case to be made that not only the Mandela effect but what's coming through from other dimensions and we're seeing as visible evidence in our dimension is the civil strife and civil strife that is being caused because targeted individuals and small targeted groups of people literally are having their minds altered and this Mm -hmm. is done through directed microwave energy a host of technologies but in the electromagnetic spectrum this is what's being done there are um, The ability to place thoughts and voices in people's minds, the ability to actually direct someone remotely, to change their mental state, to put thoughts into their minds, and to cause them to take action. This is happening as part of the psychological operation. It is the physical manipulation of people's minds to cause them to behave in ways that the controllers want them to behave. That's what you're seeing playing out in the cities right now.
2: Yeah, and the uh, emotions are a big factor. And, and as I said earlier, our human nature, uh, if we are not grounded in our faith, we are ripe for manipulation.
1: But, 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 Anthony, how, for example, something like CERN, I mean... Do we need CERN to to really mess with people's minds? <laughs> you know, or or, 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 in other words, we already have the technology where we could we could. Can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, where we could transmit things into people's minds. And I know how, I know how it sounds, folks. Or shut off you know, portions of the brain, you know, yeah. that pertain to belief or faith mm-hmm. or. But, 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 how does CERN play into this in in a larger sense? So are you talking that? a larger group of people, uh, a wider target array, or, or, or what?
0: Sure. Well, I think the tie-back is actually a reverse. Um, a lot of technology is developed in what I call proof-of-concept laboratories around the world. These are other synchrotrons and linear accelerators and other programs that then send their um, proof-of-concept results to CERN to be implemented on a larger scale prime example again is the awake linear accelerator that was developed on small scales different laboratories and then sent to CERN for a larger application Now, to reverse that process coming out of CERN it's kind of like the space program spun off things like the ability to monitor remotely and transmit heartbeats from a paramedic unit that's my background So the monitoring of human vitals comes out of the space program as sort of the reverse technology that comes out of, you know, what was done for astronauts. The same similar process occurs with CERN. Is CERN causing these psychological effects? Is there a warping of time, as people want to say? Are there quantum effects coming out of the magnets at CERN? No. None of that stuff is happening. What is happening is the employment of technology from CERN to be used to affect people. Now, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that CERN was the foundation, the founding point for the Internet. Well, there are other technologies, and I'm going to get specific here, other technologies derived out of CERN's experiments that do have an effect on people's minds, and that is scalar wave technology. That's directed microwaves that are crossed, the beams, the directed beams are crossed, causing a scalar or perpendicular um, radiation effect onto people. And that's a targeting of people with directed directed energy. Those are DOs, directed energy weapons. There are also kinetic energy weapons that come right out of CERN. Strangelets, again, the most powerful explosive in the known universe, is part of a weapons program coming out of CERN. When people talk about the fact that China wants to build a ring-based synchrotron like CERN, but 20 times, 30 times more powerful, that's a weapons program. That's for um, directed energy and and kinetic energy weapons technology development. So to answer your question, coming out of CERN are energy programs to change the psychology and behavior of people.
2: That's very interesting, and so the <clears throat> um, we really uh, are are allowing ourselves to be psyched out, if you will, um, and, and instead of you know, like you said, and we want to blame this or that, <clears throat> we are the ones allowing the manipulation through
1: well their simulated game, or or, or is it is CERN the we'll say the corporate headquarters of the technocratic elite where you have these branch operations filtering out from CERN that create the ability or provide the ability or the mechanisms for which to control the population, monitor, and in some cases influence and control the population through um, Technology. I mean, is that kind of a, you know, they're almost like franchises coming out of CERN in, in, a, in, a, in a way?
0: Yeah, that that is a direct correlation, definitely, because okay. if you have the largest gathering of the most brilliant minds on the planet, if you have the most funding directed to one organization on the planet, if you have the largest, most powerful machine in recorded history in that location, which happens to be the uh, site of the ancient Roman temple to the god Apollo, Apollyon, the destroyer, which is theorized to be positioned over the abyss, the gateway to the abyss. And this technology is the key to opening that doorway, that gateway to the abyss. You have the occult influences as well as the technology derived from the research that is conducted using all of these resources that I just mentioned, all for the purpose of controlling the human population, reducing the population, terraforming the planet, creating a new race of beings and a new environment for that new race of beings, all who will form one world government and follow one leader. Now that's a mouthful but that in a nutshell is what CERN is all about.
1: And and that, folks that's how I think all of us have to look at this and have to understand this and and the way you just explained that to me is really the uh uh the Rosetta Stone to understanding. Not just CERN, but the, the goals of the technocratic elite, the, uh, technocracy that's before us, because the Trojan horse of, is, I think Patrick Wood said this, the Trojan horse of the New World Order is technocracy. I, I, I think that's what he said, but if not, hey, that's a pretty, to me mm-hmm. that's pretty good. But, but, so, so okay. And, and this is how, because, a listener, maybe a new listener, might ask, "Well, what, what, in the world does this have to do with anything?" I mean, my goodness. Well, it has it has to do with everything because you've got this group of of of, of new world order elite people, the the one percent that we, or the you know the handful of families that we talk about. Who do you think is controlling all this? Well, it's them, and uh, for the desired outcome. And you mentioned the uh, Georgia Godstones. Uh, we had Chris Pender on I uh, don't know a while back talking about the uh, Georgia Guidestones, and you know, the, the, pay attention, folks, to what's going on right? the, the the bigger picture. And, and you're you're painting a great, I mean, you're you're the the canvas before you is really turning beautiful from the picture you are creating. Uh, the word picture here about really what's going on and tying up all of the loose ends, connecting the dots. So. Uh, well, I hope it's not a bleak picture. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, because and, and that—that's that, one thing too. I want to caution everyone. People say, "Well, my goodness, oh, you know, the, what are we? Gonna, what can we do about it anyway?" Well, you can do a lot about it. Prayer works. Prayer works a lot. We have the power of prayer. We we got the power of of our faith, and, and we have to. We, we are not. We we are not bystanders in this. In our lives, we have to, yeah, we we got to play the game. So, uh, again, I don't want to take your time up, or we don't want to take your time up. So, go ahead, continue with uh, continue on because there's just so much here.
0: Well, there there are a lot of topics, and as you and I have shared in the past, we we hit on a, a, quite a variety outside of CERN. But let's segue just a little bit away from CERN itself and talk about particle accelerators in general and why they were developed. And very quickly, very succinctly. The reason that particle accelerators were developed were for two things. One, obviously, for nuclear warhead development and the modeling in computers of the yield of nuclear warheads. That's what CERN was originally formed as an organization to do, and why most synchrotron particle accelerators around the world were built was for weapons development for nuclear warheads and the modeling in the computer rather than the below ground and atmospheric testing that was being done now the other point the part B to that was for medical research and DNA research I mentioned earlier that their goal is immortality and I mentioned that the venture capital money going to Silicon Valley is all about defeating death it is all about DNA research um, a gentleman that you may want to uh, research on your own, um, Dr. Craig Ventner of the Human Longevity Institute in La Hala, California. I'm not a fan of his because I don't care for his motivations, but he is the person who first sequenced human DNA. It happened to be his own DNA. Where this ties into synchrotron particle accelerators is that they generate what I said are synchrotron energies, gamma rays and x-rays. They produce high luminosity x-rays that they can use to look at DNA, to look at the proteins. And I'm going to make this very succinct. They are able now to go to the quantum level, arrange quantum particles in whatever sequence they want, Create the elements, create the atoms and the molecules, and then the proteins, the four base chemicals, and then the proteins that make up human DNA. We've talked about chimera in the past from the Bible, the mixing of DNA, the reason for the flood. We are right back at that time. They are mixing DNA of humans and animals using what are called DNA sequencers to sequence the DNA. Using a software program, they will arrange the proteins into the sequence that they desire, and they will grow biological life forms according to their design using sequencers. I'll let you jump in right there.
1: And, and part of the reason for I mean, there are multiple reasons for, for doing just that, but when I look at this, I look at a bunch of spoiled brats, out there with too much money, not enough morals and spiritual um not, not enough spirituality and, and morals but but uh they are what they're trying to do number one live forever avoid and and in so doing avoiding judgment um through through this designer dna let's uh you know uh in any way shape or form they can do this and and so so i mean uh, to be like gods, and and I believe, and, and you, and you reference this. I believe that they are using the template of the Egyptian Babylonian systems mm-hmm. to do just that.
0: That is so, correct.
1: It, yeah, I mean, and and that's why, folks. You know, in looking at this, and kind of, if you had a table full of uh, of uh, poker chips, and you know, you you would take both arms and kind of. Grab all the poker, poker chips and try to drag them to you. We're, we're trying to connect all of these, or grab all the chips on the table and and put them all together, so so we can see exactly what's happening. Again, poor analogy, but but you get the picture. You know, the, the, this is the, the this is depravity at the highest of levels, I believe, if for for all the wrong reasons. But but yet, you know, the, this could be used for good, but it's not. Uh, in a sense, well, let me toss this back to you. Mm-hmm. DNA sequencing and any any, any tweaking of DNA, the, the, we shouldn't be doing that, right? I mean, that's not a good thing to do. Or is there any good reason for doing that?
0: Well, we were created in God's image, and right. there are people who will say that there are, you know, junk DNA and dormant DNA. Well, you know, all of the DNA is there for a reason. Um, there's theories that perhaps there's DNA that is latent at the sleep that can be awaken, awakened and we would ascend to a higher level. We would have the ability to see and think and, you know, be able to, you know, transmit thoughts and all of that sort of thing and get into the whole New Age discussion. But be that as it may, God created us the way that we are created. For us to go in and resequence our DNA is an abomination. And it is nothing different than the scripture that refers to the fallen angels mating with the human females and creating chimera and giants. And, you know, L.A. Marzulli and Steve Quayle and all those guys do a great job of explaining all of that. But in a nutshell, no, this is not something that we should be doing. And I want to underscore that with this. Many, many times, just like you related when you read D-Wave's website, They will, in the arena of DNA or quantum computers or even with CERN, they will overlay these things with all of the wonderful things that can happen, that we can cure all of the ills of the planet, and we can find solutions through science for all of the problems. That's what I, and I'm sorry used car salesmen that are in the audience, but that's sort of the used car salesman pitch, as I call it, they're really trying to buffalo us. They're lying to us when they say, oh, we can cure cancer using a particle accelerator and resequencing DNA. We can get rid of all of these deformities and abnormalities in the human DNA by pulling things out and replacing it and resequencing. That's just to sell you a bill of goods. That's to get the masses to go along with the funding. That's Hold that thought, Mr. Okay.
2: We're at the break, we'll be right back. We're talking with Anthony Patch, folks. Go to AnthonyPatch.com and bookmark his site. We're talking about a number of things tonight, um, from CERN to quantum physics and mechanics, and how this machine and this technology and the people behind it are affecting our world through the lens of Bible prophecy. We're in our last segment, Mr. Patch. We got 28 minutes till we're done. I'm going to turn it over to you and let you get us started in this last part of the show.
0: All right. Well, thank you. It's been a great conversation. I always appreciate it when those that interview me have done their homework and uh, come to the table with things to offer. You guys interview quite a variety of people, of experts in their fields, and it's great because you get to distill all that and bring it back to the table, sort of push those chips my direction across the table, if you will.
1: <laughs> so it's great. Well you gave you gave us a, a heck of a homework assignment, uh but but I must say folks, Anthony dot com has the crib notes. Um do they still use those? Anyway, he's, he's he's got he's got the he's got the uh he's got the Rosetta Stone of information about CERN and about the bigger picture. So Anthony dot com. Mr. Patch, take it away.
0: Well, I'd like to kind of step back. We talked about DNA and, and you know it's unfortunate that um People are being sold the bill of goods to that. You know, all of this wonderful advancement in science, not just DNA research, but the full spectrum of science. But so, somehow science has all of the solutions to the world's problems. And unfortunately, people are being manipulated through popular media, movies, um, video games, the news media itself our politicians, pretty much anyone out there or any medium out there is trying to set up authority figures as ones that should not be questioned. You don't question the police officer. Well, certainly he's got the gun and badge and he's telling you, I want you to do something, you're going to follow him. But beyond that authority figure to the politicians, if you will, or to the scientists, that somehow these people who are held up as experts in their field that somehow they have the correct answers and the correct directions for us and it is our responsibility as the surf class as I like to say to blindly accept that and follow their directions now I tend to be a contrarian by nature because I like to investigate and find things out on my own my call to action to people besides what I have said earlier about turning to Christ and turning to God, my call to action is to use your brain to be one who is contrarian and think critically, think strategically, do some critical analysis, quantitative analysis of your own, question things, get on the computer, go down the rabbit holes, find out if I'm full of hot air. Go to the topics on my website and research them on your own. You'll find out for yourself whether what I'm saying is truthful, truthful or not. I think I've been proven to be correct on a number of topics I've brought up over the last three years, so I, I think I'm on you know good footing here when I say that. But critical analysis is a skill that's been weaned out of us in our school systems. Our education systems, we've heard, have been dumbing us down. And I'm really on my soapbox now, but the point here is that they don't teach you to think critically in school. They don't teach you to be contrarian in school. They want you to walk in lockstep and follow the authority figures and the, quote, experts, the priesthood of scientists, that they know it, they're better at it than we are, and therefore, we are to just be the blind surf class. And I'll get off my soapbox.
1: I think the soapbox isn't the appropriate place to be for you, um, because I, you know, I we we have this is a great point. Um, look at twenty sixteen America. Look at the West, but in particular America. The um, look at what Tavistock, the policies of Tavistock have done to. America, look at what—just look at everything that, that our school system. You, you're correct. I mean, we have been this generation in particular, and I believe, well, the last half a century, anyway, we've been um, sliding down the slippery slope of intellectual uh, bankruptcy, by by design, to get to this point today where no one is thinking critically. Everyone is going along in lockstep with the elite. Well, many. I shouldn't say everybody. Many. Yeah. And it's by design because they've got to soften us up and 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 cause us to accept their changes. And their changes, of course, are the new world order, which is the old world world order. But um, all right.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, doing a digital augmentation of our environment yeah and the digital yeah, augmentation cool. look at look at pokemon go look at examples like that they are trying to get people to demand a digital world rather than an analog one they're trying to get people to not to to be attracted at first to be enticed into this and then to be comfortable with it and then to enjoy that environment of digital augmentation and then get to the point where they demand to stay in that digital world, in that matrix, if you will.
1: Interesting, how that? Yes, and to what
2: end? I mean, well, I mean, as you think this through, the, the virtual reality and um, what they're trying to do—I mean, you're putting your only your mind in, in this program, if you will, or this game and ignoring, you know, everything else that, I mean, that's physical around you. You, It's more control.
0: We talked about mind control using microwaves, but this is literally mind control. This is getting people immersed in that augmented version of reality so that they can be controlled. You lose that self-awareness, that sentient and individual sense of who you are You lose the awareness that you're even being manipulated. That happens already in a real time in our analog environment. We're already being manipulated to the extent where we don't even realize that the heat of the boiling pot has been turned up and we're the frog, and all of a sudden we realize that we're being cooked. Well, by that point, it's too late. That's what's already going on. But this full immersion, you lose your sovereignty of thought. Your sovereignty of thought, your self-awareness, and what did God give us in terms of our ability to think? He gave us free will. That's what we lose in the digitally augmented reality that they want us to be fully immersed in.
2: Yeah, we're we're also uh, that we're supposed to have our if we we are saved and Jesus is our savior we're supposed to have uh, our light um, in our internal light shining for him and we see that you know and our souls are supposed to be towards him so many of these elite and you know the famous people we hear about them selling their souls for money goods or power we're turning ours over for free if we accept to fall into that system of control
1: that is very true. Now, I, I don't know if we, if you want to go here or not, but plasma conduits, Brooklyn currents, tetrahedrons, hexagons, 600-cell tetrahedron model of the universe. I mean, it, this is on Urgent Discoveries 2. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, reconnecting of Earth with Saturn via CERN. I found that particularly interesting. And, folks, you can go to uh, anthonypatch.com. Urgent discoveries too, as, as you mentioned, Joe. And there's a video link there. But what I found interesting because of the Saturn, um, oh, the the Saturn worship that uh, we see in the Luciferian elite. The, I just find this very interesting. You want to get into any aspect of this? Do we have time? Is it relevant? Sure. Do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I I can make it fairly short. Um, okay. There is. a a theory, if you will, or an old story that um, relates to the Golden Age of Kronos. Kronos used to be the timepiece, which was Saturn. Uh, The story goes that Saturn and Mars and Earth were linked up. In particular, Saturn and Earth were enveloped in a plasma uh, envelope, It was essentially a purple haze as viewed by humans at that time from Earth. And there was no day, there was no night. There was perpetual daylight um, provided by Saturn. Saturn and the Earth were traveling through the uh, cosmos and eventually electromagnetically through magnetic lines of force, not gravity. The sun attracted and captured Saturn and Mars, And it forced it into its current uh, orbital pathway. Now, very shortly, I mean, that's a short description of the Golden Age of Kronos. This is what the occult secret societies have been passing on for eons. Their worship of Saturn, because their goal is to return mankind, that new age, that new race of beings that they talk about, return to the Golden Age of Kronos they want to reconnect electrically Saturn and the Earth because during that time where this plasma envelope, which plasma is what scientists refer to as dark matter and dark energy, it's what Tesla referred to as the ether that comprises the supposed vacuum of the of the cosmos. Plasma exists throughout the universe. It's electrically Conductive, You can connect planets electrically, creating what are known as Birkeland currents and what I call plasma conduits. The goal of CERN is not only to open a portal, but to electrically reconnect Earth and Saturn, achieving the goal of the secret societies to return to the golden age of Kronos.
1: Eloquently stated. By the way, and and that that's would that be oh, um, regardless of, of whether it's Egyptian or Babylonian, Druidic. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. It's the old world order, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And um, th- this just came to my mind when you were talking. These plasma conduits umbilical cords I think you might reference them i, I don't i don't have the page up here of uh, yeah. of um yeah okay um who else teaches chronos is is this is this discussed by scientology do you know offhand
0: i don't i don't know anything really about scientology I've avoided them
1: <laughs> yeah well no, I, i'm <laughs> yeah um Seems like you tell anyone starts talking about Scientology, they either get uh, death threats or, or uh, threats for litigation. But okay, um, all right. Again, eloquently elo- elo- eloquently stated. Anthony Patch is our guest. anthonypatch.com. Well, we'll close this out here. We've got about fifteen minutes left, so let's wrap this up um, for this broadcast. Let's wrap this up, kind of put it in a neat little bow for everyone to take away summarize your latest discoveries and the relevance thereof.
0: Well, I think the, the most pertinent is the game, that we are being gamed, and that there is a massive psychological operation underway planet-wide, and within that subset of psychological operations within countries and within groups of people and even down to the individual level, And that is what's really behind most of all of the wars and civil strife that we see going on and the economic effects of all of these going on, that these are cause and effects that are being done on purpose. These are directed. None of this is happening by chance. This is a very strategically plotted out process that is augmented by the quantum computers and it is tied to CERN, both of which have the stated purpose of opening portals at the quantum level and at the macro level. So the endpoint to the psychological operation is the control of people, then the opening of the portal, and then the terraforming of the planet and creating a new race of beings within that new environment under one world leader, under one world government, and that's why science has been usurped, and science has been turned to the nefarious side, to the dark side. And that is why, in my opinion, science is not to be trusted.
1: And Anthony, they're going to use science to, dis- or to prove... Well, they're going to use science, in my estimation, for the, the, the great deception. DNA, for example, to say, well, you know what, uh, the Messiah... The, the true Messiah is, is here on Earth right now. Or right. If you it, look at the New Age movement, or, the Lucifer Trust, Lucius Trust, right? Alice Bailey,
2: the reappearance of the Christ, they talk about this man-made savior, which we know as the Antichrist, yeah, uh, or false prophet, that is coming on the Earth as a, as a man, uh, even though we know Jesus already came on the Earth and died. So all our sins can be forgiven. They're going to present a, a human avatar, as they call him, or a Messiah-type, and um, they say that there will be uh, a world. The new world will be economically one world religion, economics. Yeah, oh, and they've, they've
1: got They've got to, they've got to have that one world religion they've, they've ready to, they before this yes uh, reappearance of their Christ. Exactly. I mean, and as you stated too um, earlier, Anthony Patch. You know, it's about the money uh, in some respects. But but uh, yeah, we're going to a, a single. Unit of currency Digital I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, to, to control the masses The outlawing of the, the You know our, our, Jesus Christ you, you're, that's, you're not going to be able to say that at all Or pray to, pray to him at all um, Consider him as, as You know anything more than a prophet As Islam would have you believe and um, Eradicate all monotheistic religions To a state religion That's the end game Yep and and enslave us, and, and, and those who don't go along, of course, are going to suffer the consequences. Um, and those who do go along will suffer even greater consequences, and that's eternal, eternal death. Um, Very true. But uh, you, know, you know, and it, yeah. go ahead.
0: in years past, people have have questioned the ability for a um, a mark of the beast system to control everyone on the planet to buy or sell. And yet, when you look at a computer that has the stated processing power equivalent to 7 billion human brains and it accesses an infinite number of parallel universes and operates faster than anything that we can even imagine the mark of the B system becomes a tangible reality right now
1: how do you think that and I'm not going to hold you to this but how can they implement that now or, or in the near term, um, what would it take in, in your view?
0: Well, first it takes, because we have free will, a conscious decision on everyone's part to accept the mark of the beast to make that choice. If you accept it, then it can be imparted on you um, remotely through microwave-directed energies, if you want to call it through wind Towers or whatever mechanism but we already have within our bodies DNA that has been modified, that is laying dormant, that we have taken in from the environment through aerosolized spraying chemtrails, through our foods, through the air we breathe, through the environment. We already have DNA modifiers in our body that are dormant, and they will be remotely triggered using microwaves, and that dormant DNA will then begin to modify our DNA and modify, literally, our brains to where, as I said before, we lose any awareness that we have even lost our our sense of individuality. So this will be done mm-hmm. rem- by remote control, if you will, but we already have within our bodies the mechanisms for that mark of the beast.
1: But we, we would have, in order to, I mean, we can't be tricked into... Um, taking the mark of the beast. In other words, we've got... It's my understanding, and I believe this to be right. true, that, that we've got to um, abandon all all else for for the mark of the beast. In other words, Correct. we've got to... So, so how would that work remotely? How would that work? Um, I, I mean...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right now, every single person on the planet is tracked. When we talk about... Um, you know, the mind control systems. And I have all of the information, that I've got all the data to back this up. This isn't, you know, science fiction. The ability to <clears throat> monitor everyone's movements and every thought and decision already is being tracked. It is already being monitored. It comes down to the frequencies at which our individual brains operate at, the frequencies that our own individual bodies resonate at. Those individual frequencies are the mechanism for which we are being tracked. Once we express that decision that we want to accept the mark of the beast, that is made known to the sentient ad- adiabatic quantum computer, the artificially intelligent computer will already know through that monitoring of our frequencies the decision that we have made and therefore the triggering of our DNA will take place. But. If we have accepted Christ and we have the Holy Spirit, we have the full armor of God, and we have the ability to say no. I reject it, and I my DNA physically is protected by the Holy Spirit.
1: It, it truly is a, a, a fight uh, for souls. Wow! Look at look at the bigger picture, folks. Look at what's going on around us and their ultimate objectives. Anthony Patches has, has really laid this out in in a program. I believe a broadcast. I believe will will resonate to use one of his words across the broadcasting venues for many weeks and months to come. Because this, to me, tonight's broadcast is so critical for people to understand your research, your findings, your updated uh, technical up, well, the technical updates you provided puts things in perspective and i've just i cannot um understate how important this is in just the next few minutes how do we fight this or do we just avoid it i mean can we fight
0: i think the only pathway and, and joe laid it out earlier the only pathway really is to turn to christ I, again, I, I don't want to come across as a preacher, but really, the tangible, the practical, the actual—what can I do? You can't get the pitchforks and the torches and go march off the CERN or go into the, you know, the halls of um, government or go into the courtrooms and stop this. There's no way of stopping it. And in fact, it's God's plan that CERN will be successful, as we've pointed out. What we can do individually is really the question. And Individually, what we can do is turn to our Creator, thereby ensuring our immortality through Jesus Christ as our intercessor, as our Savior, who has paid the price for our individual souls. The question isn't so much about our physicality. It is more about our soul that's what it comes down to and that's what I would encourage people to focus on is saving your soul
1: Amen brother Right
2: on (laughs) Mr. Patch we want to thank you for being on tonight Uh, folks again check out Anthony's website anthonypatch.com look for his upcoming book co-authored Revising Reality and we want to thank you Mr. Patch and uh, look forward to talking with you again in the future and want to thank you for all your hard work and, and the excellent presentation that you gave us tonight.
1: Yes and and, and folks th- th- don't overlook his other works as well but go ahead sir
0: No I appreciate very much you giving me the opportunity to speak to people and this is my mission field you know this is where the Lord has called me and I'm just doing his work and all the credit and glory goes to our Lord it's got nothing to do with me I'm just a vessel I'm just You know, the
1: guy standing on the soapbox saying, turn to Christ. And, and again, so exquisitely and eloquently done. Thank you, Mr. Patch. We will cut you loose and uh, wrap this up. I just want to say God bless you, and and thanks for your gift of time, and a gift of time it was, three hours of your time. Just, again, thank you so much for being there, and, and please come back on soon or else we will have a audience riot on our hands if you don't.
0: <laughs> I'd love to do that. Thank you very much. Right.
1: God bless, my friend.
0: God bless you. Good night.
1: Wow. Wow, folks. Anthony Patch from anthonypatch.com. What a great guest. Well, you, know, uh, and I'm, uh, you know what, Joe? We're going to get emails, I'm sure, saying, what do you say? I'm going to send one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: what was that? <laughs> and, you know, interestingly enough, I spent more than half my day um, going through his most recent uh-huh. interviews uh-huh. and reading his, his information on his website. and um, I mean, I do understand some of the things, but the well, other things are just out of the grasp of my thought process at the moment.
1: But, but, you know, there are people out there who do understand this, who understand this at the level of Anthony Patch and at deeper mm-hmm. levels and at much more shallow levels like us, okay? Mm-hmm. It, 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 but, but see, I believe... Like I like I referenced before, um, the example of Schrodinger's cat. Everyone wants to address whether the cat is alive or dead, as the as the question, you know, uh, the 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 theory, the question of theory. Well, the bigger question I think that needs to be addressed is, has anyone opened the box, or do you open the box? I mean, you need to open the box in order to, to 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 find out, and and that's a kind of a twisted, convoluted way of approaching this. All I'm saying is, I, I just believe we're number one. We're asking the wrong questions, and number two, we are not thinking as a whole big enough. We're not saying we know things are wrong, but we're looking at this, the things that are wrong, at, at a much simpler level than what they are. That the the, the what we're seeing take place right now is well everyone is all in if this were, were what is it, Texas Hold'em or poker game, everyone's all in this is for all the marbles, we're all in folks and understand the house always takes a cut, the house always wins when you play against the house except when of course in this analogy you're covered by the blood and you believe and, and you're saved, so that's i mean that that's the only way and the only way to win is not to play i believe anyway yeah i mean you go into the casino if you ever see me in a casino i'm I'm there to eat okay <laughs> or something because I'm not there to play because you know you cannot win against the really you can't win against the house so anyway we got a great rest of the week for you. Yeah. Stan will be uh, with us in the final hour tomorrow at the we're, end of the week. We're going to be hitting uh, tomorrow too. The first two hours we're going to be hitting the current events with respect to Milwaukee, why that happened, and and what to expect, what more to expect. Go ahead. And Jim Mars will be our guest on Friday. Yes. And we got
2: uh, Patrick Wood next week. We got Pastor Chuck Baldwin next week. Uh, oh, yeah. And some yeah. other stuff coming up this week that you're not going to want to miss. Tomorrow,
1: Yeah, pl- please tune in. Alex Jones will be on at 1 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow on the Alex Jones on InfoWars. I expect to have a great time. I don't know if it's going to be five minutes or, you know, hour long. But it, it's going to be fun. Um, and you were on Dave Hodges last night. Catch, First hour, yeah. Yeah, catch the Common Sense show from last night. Uh, don't forget, the end of this week, Revival, uh, Steve Quayle, Gary Haven, Russ Dizdar, who am I forgetting? Um anyway, we had Jim Baker in Missouri. Good night, everyone. God bless. Pastor Langford.